Uh, welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the Wrong Guys podcast. Hi, mm-hmm. that is <clears throat> Marty Marty Giannopoulos, and I am Alex Sarnoff. You will never fucking figure those ones out. No, I don't care to anyway. Um, what's up with you? What's new? What's happening? What's shaking? What's um, not much. Uh, anything you want to talk about off the top of the show here? Um, not really. <laughs> All right, cool. I thought I wrote some things down, but I forget now. Um, oh, um, yeah. Just to get it out of the way. Okay. If you're trying to reach us. Oh. We're going to do this at the top of the episode. Look at you go. Look at you. You got notes and everything. Yeah, this is unrelated. If you're trying to reach oh. us, you can find us at, what is it again? The wrong guys podcast at gmail.com. The wrong guys podcast at gmail.com. Or on Instagram at the wrong guys podcast. On Twitter at the wrong guys pod. And I think that's it. Yeah, that's most of it. And then YouTube, but we don't really... To be fair, none of those are, are particularly active at the moment, but you can always... Um, we do check our emails. Look us up and we check the emails, of which we have still received zero, but that's fine. Um, so now you have no excuse. I just gave you our email address off, yeah. the, top, off the rip. So Yeah. We've been getting better at that, I think. Yeah. Um, anyway, that's all I had to say. Really. What, do you got, what do you got in your notes there? I don't know. I don't know if this is even podcast stuff or if it's just like life stuff. <laughs> oh, these are old. Three minute movie. That's old. Um, it's just like a snapshot into your mind. Yeah. I don't know. I've, I've written some notes down or ideas and I don't even know what they mean anymore. So Perfect. Good. What that's what short form what is, is good this? for. <laughs> Topics or segments. Most embarrassing. Oh yeah. Ooh. Um, yeah. Ooh. Tell us, tell us an embarrassing story about yourself. Me? Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Okay, I got one. So it can be anything. It can be sexual. It can be professional. Oh man, anything. Just pick one that's really embarrassing. Maybe one of your worst. One Should of the I most t- embarrassing. Let me tell you an embarrassing story that makes no sense why I would be embarrassed by it. Okay. So this is years and years and years ago when I was working at the the furniture store, mm-hmm. and we went out for a Christmas dinner, and it was like uh, employees and their. Um, partners okay and so my um one of my coworkers brought his wife and i'd never met her before okay and um he's like i don't know 42 or 43 at the time i'm like 20 i was dating raf and we went together mm-hmm. we had just fought the whole way there which was really weird so i was like in a weird headspace and um i get to the table and i'm like hey everybody how's it going and then and then my coworker introduces me to his wife now here's the thing his wife is like a larger lady Mm-hmm. And she has like thinning, thinning hair. So she looks way older than 43. Oh no. She looks like she's in her 60s. And I swear to God, I almost said, no, it's not. This is your mom. And I don't know why. You did say that? No, I thought it. Oh. And I don't know why I wanted to say that. And I don't know what stopped me from saying it. And I just smiled and nodded and took, shook her hand. And then like, and then it sank in. Like as I was like sitting down taking my place, it like sank in like, that I almost that close. I almost called my coworker's wife like an old lady to right. her face. And to this day, I like cringe when I think about that day. That's funny. It's weird that I get embarrassed by it because nothing happened. I didn't do anything embarrassing. I just had an embarrassing thought. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah, but that wasn't an embarrassing story though. Well, it was embarrassing to me. It's like but I was no, nothing happened. Well, I, I know, but I'm carrying it around something. still. 
Yeah, it doesn't really count. <laughs> I want like a you pissed your pants on the on the bus story. Oh, I've definitely. Um, so we used to do this thing at the uh, when I worked at the camp. Like one of the big jokes was to like try and make each other laugh with farts. I mean, right. you, you know where this is going already. Yeah, but one yeah. day I had a good fart loaded up, so I like grabbed an imaginary grenade off my belt and then like pulled the pin imaginarily mm-hmm. and then i threw it and i blocked my ears and i ducked down and i fucking pushed out a fart and it was not just air nice and then i was like and i just shat myself i have to go nice but the thing is i'm not the kind of person who would like hide that the whole point of that moment was to make people laugh so telling them that i shat my pants kind of got me where i was going anyway right so it wasn't as embarrassing to me as the time i almost called my coworker's wife an old lady right which is weird right no i get it i think people i think that's like a the like almost embarrassment is real. What about you? Give me an embarrassing story. Um, I don't have any. Oh, <laughs> nothing you've ever done has embarrassed no, you? No, not really. Yeah, I could see that. You're too cool to be embarrassed. Yeah. It's like what you do just becomes the new norm. Um, what, um, <laughs> well, I definitely pissed my pants at lacrosse when I was like five. Well, five. I was maybe older than that. Wait, you're Six playing lacrosse at that age? Yeah. Huh. And I was like too scared or shy or embarrassed to ask the coach if i could go to the washroom <laughs> and i like really had to pee and we were just like warming up for a game or something yeah and i like just like it just happened I like ran down my leg and then the coach's son was like did he just piss his pants oh, and nice. i was like uh and then the coach looked at me he's like are you okay like do you need to go to the bathroom and i was like uh-huh <laughs> and i like ran and now what? off the rink like off the the whatever the arena <laughs> the arena whatever. i guess the floor I went to the washroom and just like started t- trying to clean myself up. Yeah. And then my dad like had seen it because he was in the Yeah, okay. Oh, he like, took, he took he over. Like, he's like, are you okay? What happened? And I was like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was super young when that happened. I did. But it, it's funny how I remember it because I remember being like like physically, the, the physical embarrassment, I guess. Like the inward has stuck, cringing. Has stuck with me all, yeah. this, all this time. Like I remember that one pretty vividly. Weird. Yeah. What else? I guess I, I pissed my pants it. in front of the whole school in grade four, like um, during a show. But I, I mean, it's like... It's oh, just, I have another one that's pretty good. Okay, go for it. Um, uh, when I was working at a sports bar back home, um, we had just tons of TVs behind the bar and I was bartending at the time. And um, <laughs> it was preseason NFL was being shown on one of the TVs. And... Um, I was had my back to the bar and I was like, it was kind of like an in-between shift where I hadn't fully started yet. Like it was still quiet. Um, and I was just kind of waiting for the, the day bartender to cash out and leave so I could take over the bar. So I was just kind of like watching TV, um, watching sports while he was doing his thing. And it was football and it was like preseason NFL. And if you know anything about preseason NFL, like a lot of times it's like third or fourth string players right. who are not going to make the team who are just playing to try and make the team. Right. But they're typically not good enough to make the nfl it's like pure entertainment at that point well it's just it's they're like tryout games basically yeah. so it's yeah. a lot of guy like all the best players don't play because right. they don't want them to get hurt so it's all just fill-ins who are here to play and try and crack one of a few roster spots on the main team and anyway um i forget what <laughs> what teams were playing it doesn't really matter and i remember looking up just watching this game and i had my arms crossed and uh my buddy who was bartending with me, he was a football fan as well. So I was looking at it. I was like, man, you know what? Like I'd rather watch these like third and fourth string NFL guys play preseason than, than I'd, than I'd rather watch CFL. Like I just, CFL just doesn't do it for me. I'd rather watch these shitty preseason NFL games than watch any CFL action at all. Yeah. 
And my buddy, Anthony, who was an NFL fan, was like, what? What are you talking about, man? CFL's not that bad. And I kind of like sideways looked at him. I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you it don't, sucks, you don't watch the CFL. I know this. <laughs> I know you don't watch CFL. I know you're an NFL guy. And he's like, no, it's not that guy. Those guys are pretty good. Like, they're fast. They're strong. They're all college players. They're all whatever, this and that. And I'm like, this is weird. I don't know why you're, why you're saying this. Like, anyway, whatever. Leave me alone. Um, and come to find out, <laughs> like, five minutes later, uh, there were two guys standing directly behind me who were paying for takeout uh, with my friend Anthony, who played in the CFL. Nice. Two giant <laughs> Uh, like black linebackers, like big fucking. And you hurt their feelings. And I guess, well, <laughs> what Anthony told me again, I had my back to them the whole time because I was just watching TV. Um, he's like, they had paid, left a tip in the billfold. They heard me say this, and they both kind of like they did the whole like they looked at each other like man, rolled their eyes like suck their teeth like this fucking guy. Yeah. Opened the billfold, took the tip out. No. <laughs> and then took their food and walked out. And then I, he, Anthony told me, he's like, dude, <laughs> you just cost your buddy a tip. He's like, it doesn't matter. It was like fucking six bucks or whatever. Right. But he's like, I was trying to get you Bye. to fucking stop saying <laughs> that shit. And you just kept going, but there's two fucking, like those guys play for Calgary or whatever. And I was like, oh fuck. And I had like turned around and I'd seen them walk out and I was yeah. like, I kind of clicked at that point and I was like, oh, that is pretty embarrassing. Fuck. I still feel a lot of cringe about that one to this day. Oh, weird. So if those two guys are listening, um, my bad. I was young and stupid. Yeah, you should give Anthony a $6. Respect you. It wasn't his fault that Marty's an asshole. Athletic um, achievements. CFL is pretty dope. Much better athletes than I will ever be. So (laughs) anyway. Okay. That was a fun. That was fun. And a couple of embarrassing stories for you. Entertaining, embarrassing stories. I'm sure I've got more. I'm such an idiot, dude. I've done so many dumb things in my life. Yeah, I'll think of more, I'm sure. I guarantee goddamn tea it. Okay, don't ask me. Just pick it. Okay. Just don't don't say if I'm ready. Watch this. I'm going to do it like this. We are going to choose a topic now. Yeah, just say the thing. Here is the topic. I almost said, are you ready? I'm so fucking... (laughs) Oh, ooh, I like this one. Yours or mine? mine marty what do you know about fetishes oh god damn it (laughs) Uh, i don't know if i want to talk about this today but your tum-tum's not feeling up to it we no i'm fine i'm I'm just a little tired (laughs) someone had a long night got a time Um, on anyway timer's on okay i wish it was faster (laughs) what Do do i know about fetishes this is yeah this is one of those things that i i'm fascinated by and i'm curious how other people view it for sure so what do you like obviously you know what a fetish is yeah like i I don't know what the exact definition is but i can give you an idea if you yeah if you had to put it in your own words paraphrase a fetish for me um i'll just give you like people who are into like feet something that's off um that's maybe not I i don't know what the word is not mainstream but like yeah a little bit unconventional, I guess. Okay. People who are turned on by maybe things that are unconventional. Or sure. less common. Like when you look at a foot, like your foot fetish, I'm just going to think of... Yeah, foot, foot fetish, fetish is an, an example, example. Of, of a fetish. Like it's a fairly common one. Right. Which goes against what I just said. <laughs> um, but most people, I think, would probably not look at a foot and go, I like that. That's hot. Mm. Do you know what I mean? The, I'm, yeah. And I'm, I'm referring to like a specific sexual fetish. Totally. Yeah, I think that's what we're talking about here. I was... 
Are there non-sexual fetishes? There might be. I'll give you my definition of fetishes, and I'll tell you why it sort of excludes a non-sexual fetish. To me, a fetish has always been like... What's the actual definition? Get it's going. like, yeah, so my definition of like... So it's like sex is for procreation, and anything beyond that, like any kind of sex for pleasure, becomes a fetish. It's like if you're into anything, you're into something. You know what I mean? I, right. So I just kind of go like, like lights out missionary married couple under the blankets for baby making is not a fetish. Everything else is like a, hey, why, why don't we do it in this position? Hey, why don't we do it in, you know, the kitchen? Hey, why don't we wear some these clothes? Why don't we, you know, incorporate some food or some toys or some whatever, right? All of that to me is like falls under the category of fetishes. Obviously, there's like everything else, a spectrum, mm-hmm. right? So you have like everything from like doggy style to me is like so not a fetish that it almost doesn't qualify, but it does. Okay. Right? It's just a position, but it has some like elements of power and submission and things like that. Um, what is the actual definition? Well, there's a couple. Okay. Um, yeah. Well, a couple, I guess, variants. Um, an object regarded with awe as being the embodiment or habitation of a potent spirit or as having magical potency. Oh, interesting. Okay. Or any object, idea, etc., eliciting unquestioning reverence, respect, or devotion. Oh, so you can like the example is to make a fetish of high grades. Right. Okay. So there is a psychologically speaking, there's any object or non genital part of the body that causes a habitual erotic response or fixation. Okay. So, yeah yeah so that one f- sort of falls a little bit more into what we're talking about yeah this the psychological side of things yeah again like i was saying about feet yeah exactly like nipples or do breasts count as genitals no they don't i so, think so 100 percent. do they yeah because they don't really serve a purpose in sex they serve a purpose in like well they're pretty fun to play with yeah yeah but like are they a like they're not a reproductive organ right no but i'm I don't know. I guess they're not like by we just, definition. I just they're not think of them as one. Like by strict definition, they're probably not um, genitals, but they would. I mean, they're pretty hypersexualized. Yeah, yeah. So I would, I wouldn't say liking tits is a fetish. Yeah, <clears throat> I I guess it's like by the really really broad definition, it technically is. But I think I think we could probably exclude some stuff from fetishes for the for the sake of this conversation. And you're right, like boobs. You know, liking boobs could be uh, defetishized, I guess you could say. Mm. And then there's like, like I say, like positions, different positions. It's like preferring to do it in one position, reverse cowgirl or whatever position you can name. Or like in a different room within your own house with the door locked. Like, like is, is wanting to have sex outside or in public? Is that yeah, a fetish? I think so. Is that considered a fetish? I think that falls under the category of like, if there's an ulterior... Or is that more of a fantasy, though? I, I think the two terms are interchangeable, in like, my, from my perspective. Because we're saying like missionary is not a fetish. No. But if but doing missionary like in the town square while people are walking around would be a fetish? Or totally. Or would be more fantastical? I think it would be a fetish fantastic. just because the, anyway, you know I mean? the, um, f- the missionary isn't what the important part of that sentence is, right? It's the in public part. And so there's something behind there about either getting seen or getting caught or, you know, getting close to getting caught, but not getting caught or whatever the fuck it is. Right. And then there's like, there's like the weird, 
um sorry sex positive here yeah not, yeah not totally weird but totally. again <laughs> uncommon uh, um like the costumed ones or whatever okay yeah so like, that's a, yeah, I, right. i'm mis- like getting getting um having sex with someone in uniform or whatever sure like getting a but those are all those all kind of fall under fantasies to me well they're f- like getting arrested and then the cop has sex with you yeah Do you know what i mean yeah it's it's is if you if you I, I see what you're saying for sure but i think if you scratch away at it there's like a psychological aspect to it which is what makes what do you it think is the weirdest one that you can think of the weirdest fetish i can come up with uh-huh dude i can think of like i said like dude, there's definitely people that like we've been on that weird website with yeah. the weird porn stories yeah 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 there's definitely people who want i mean furries are kind of like sexualized these days as well which is strange for sure it's pretty strange to like pretend that you're an animal and then fuck another pretend animal mm-hmm. is weird it's sorry not weird it's you know what i mean we're using the word weird for just not what we're used to yeah i think is is the let's just go with that for sure. now yeah um because it's in the vocabulary right yeah but i i was gonna say i don't know i don't know how easy it would be for me to say the weirdest thing i know of i would say the extreme is like anything in the like snuff film category which is like a little bit less fun to talk about yeah where like there's you know murder decapitation any kind of like real serious injury like it's kind of the stuff i'm not yeah i don't even really like to think about that stuff too much like i'm Mm. interested all the way up until you know my rule it's like no no one's getting hurt it's not too messy to clean up right Mm -hmm. and it's like love that rule yeah and it applies to my whole life really and so (laughs) it's like the snuff side of things is like i don't consider that a fetish I mean, it is. It's just the extreme version. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's almost not worth talking about. Like doing doggy style is almost not worth talking about, right? Right. Um, There's for sure people out there who want to get plowed by aliens. Totally. That don't exist. I've or seen... Like weird tentacle shit. Dude, know? I've seen some shit, man. Like like hentai... Not hentai, but like the weird tentacle porn Tentacle stuff. porn, yeah. Um, like how people, about, how about the dudes that, in right? pterodactyl costumes gangbanging a chick dressed as a cavewoman? Was it you that showed that to me? Ah, probably someone showed me that video yeah there's like some vomiting ones like someone definitely you've seen that video the the pterodactyl one yeah 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 yeah. i've seen it multiple times someone sent it to me a Um, while ago and it was like yeah it was that was that was a lot so here's so one of my one of my weirdest ones that's like a go-to for me when i start thinking about weird fetishes so there's this video that i saw one time that a friend of mine sent me as everything is um and it's this chick doing, um, she's doing like chores. Like she's wearing like, I want to say she's wearing like dish gloves and like wiping down counters and stuff in her kitchen, but she's not wearing pants and she's got saran wrap around, um, her ass, which has like a dude's, like there's a oh, guy I've seen I've seen on his knees Someone, following her I, and he's got his face this. inside her yeah. ass and it's saran wrapped into her and he's crawling around behind her and she's farting into his face yes, while she's doing I've chores that one. and that one to me is like one of the ones it's the way the, the reason i'm going to use the word weird is because i have the hardest time explaining what the allure is it's like is it the farting is it the submission is it the cleanliness i is don't it know the, i don't know much about um what's it called bdsm yeah like the psychology that goes into that and there's for sure a fascinating psychological angle to it totally right? there as is far a, as like yeah. the desire to be either dominant or to be subversive submissive yeah submissive sorry yeah so you're like you're what gets you off is basically being bossed around and told what to do i could which tell is you a fascinating yeah psychological i could tell um, you that from experience well i shouldn't say from experience anecdotally <clears throat> the dom sub thing um that's sort of what the 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 whatever 
video you were just talking yeah, about. Yeah, it has that's, that's that has that component to it. I it think. has elements of that for sure. Because she's the woman is being dominant to a degree. Yeah, and oh, yeah, he's he the guy is totally submissive. Mm -hmm. He's totally submitted to mm -hmm. you know everything that's going on. Yeah, crawling around on all fours. He's he's given up and the smell and everything. He's which is completely he's disgusting. breathing in her farts. But he's that's doing it for him. But she's doing right? chores. That's the weird part. Yeah. That's the part that like throws everything. But I don't curve. think that matters to him at that point. Or maybe it does. Yeah. Again, this is like such a, there's probably such a deep dive to be. I love the idea that there was a meeting about that video. Like they sat down in a room and they're like, Hey, that's like, the funny part to me. Pitch meeting, people, right? People come like, up with these things. Yeah, how people about sit this? down and are like, okay, well, <laughs> we'll dress the three of you guys in pterodactyl costumes. Yeah. And you, you're going to be wearing like a, whatever, some jungle outfit. Like, Sure, some of it might be like, hey, and we've then got the pterodactyls, these... yeah. which are extinct dinosaurs, <laughs> dinosaur birds, are going to have sex with you. Yeah. Like awesome. Ready, go. Like action. Like I say, like some of it might be like they're on a set, like they're renting a studio or whatever, and they're but like, that hey, one, we've got these that pterodactyls. One, I've seen that one too. The the saran wrap one feels like a home video. They but they like they bought saran you know what i mean like it was like i know there's like planning involved i know it's they had to do all of this it's fascinating it is fascinating so here's what i was going to say about the dumb sub thing from I, I guess i can't even call it experience or anecdote it's just more like the like limited research that i've done into this just because i'm so interested in it i've noticed and i'm probably wrong about this there seems to be a trend where people who have control issues in their real lives tend to be more submissive in sexual side of things and vice versa. And I think that's maybe the allure is it's like having a safe word. And here's the other thing. I don't know if you've ever done or, or been privy to or watched any or talked or read any documentaries or anything about that stuff. Whereas it's like <gasps> the sub has all the power, right? This, the sub in the relationship has the safe word and can make everything grind to a halt just like that. Right. So mm. really there is that element is still there. It's like, yeah, you're giving in, but you're maintaining the reins. But yeah, at the same the giving in is what you want. So exactly. It is, it's like not like a you're not losing in this scenario. It's it's, it's a, a lot like rape fantasies, right? It's like you want to feel overpowered mm -hmm. but without being in danger. So right. there's there's an element of safety where you have this safe word or you have this understanding going into it, and then and then you have you have this, like, while the game is going on, you might genuinely feel some things that make you uncomfortable, and that's what you're after, right? Right. So, so it's a little bit of that. Like, that's what I find is really interesting. From, from, what I've, from what I've, you know, extracted from the world around me is it's like, the subs in the bedroom tend to be the doms in the real world and vice versa. Mm. That's... Uh, interesting. But I don't... Yeah, I don't, I don't know that for sure. Like, I'm sure there's some people who are just domineering and everything right mm -hmm. and and like to like here's right it goes into the like we could just be listing fetishes for a half an hour yeah like balloons did you know that there are two different types of balloon fetishes no there is uh what they call poppers and non-poppers so there's people who get off on the like the feeling of being in a room full of balloons and like squeezing them and squeaking and rubbing the balloons against each other. They it's find like that really, to be very erotic. Like a tactile fetish. Yeah. Okay. But if they pop, it's like a boner kill. Uh, Whereas there's weird. another group of people who get all their jollies from popping balloons. Isn't that yeah. strange? Yeah. It's like the feeling you get when you pop bubble wrap, I guess. It's that's yeah, maybe. There's yeah, something yeah. about popping bubble wrap that's so satisfying. Do you find it erotic? 
No. <laughs> Can't say I've ever been turned on by, by getting rid of bubble wrap. Oh, don't say it then. Um, but it is satisfying. Or like pimple popping, too. That's another one. Yeah, satisfying. Dude, I feel like that's like a really even split. People either think it's completely disgusting yeah. and revolting. Yeah. Or they find it super satisfying. Yeah. I'm in the latter. Yeah. I find it so satisfying. It's gross. Admittedly, super disgusting. It's awful. But I can't look away. Oh, yeah. There's that girl on Dr. Pimple Popper on I've, YouTube. Yeah, yeah. She was on Tosh, wasn't she? Probably. Yeah. She has a, like a TLC show. She's like yeah, yeah, yeah. wildly famous totally. on Instagram and YouTube and stuff. And I think, again, I think she has a show on TLC. Um, but she's like an, uh, what do they call them? Epiderm. Epidermologist. Epidermist? Skin doctor. Yeah, that's it. Um, so her whole field of medicine or whatever is um, skincare. Skin. Um, the largest so she, organ on your body. That's true. Um, so yeah, like obviously the, the videos like that are super viral are the ones of her popping pimples and mm. like getting rid of cysts and abscesses and stuff. Again, completely disgusting. Blech. But like when she pops little blackheads and stuff on guys' noses and like around their shoulders or whatever, like people will go in to make sure it's not like a cancerous growth or whatever. Yeah, yeah, fair she'll enough. She'll inspect them. She's like a legit doctor. She's an she actual doctor. Just pop zits for a living. Yeah, and then she'll like just pop these blackheads and like pull the thing out. Yeah, and I cannot look away. <laughs> I can't fucking look away. It's so because I'm like, I feel the tension when I watch her put the the little tweezers in. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, just pull it out, please, just pull the fucking thing out. And then she just like very carefully she's a doctor very carefully we'll go in and pick the thing out and just slowly pull it out i'm like oh Gross. i just get the release Ugh. when she pulls it out Do i don't even I mean? like talking about it i don't know i can't look away yeah i just find it so strange and oddly fascinating gross it's just like i think it's because you know the feeling of having a pimple everyone knows the feeling of having a zit and then popping it and getting rid of it and it goes mm. away mm. i think it's just like an extension of that it's sort of I'm like, like i'm feeling like purely empathetic for that person yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And i'm like oh get rid of it get rid of that fucking zit pull it yeah, out yeah pull the blackhead out and then they do it i'm like oh thank god like yanking a leech that person doesn't have to deal with that anymore it's gone um so you would say popping zits would be one of your fetishes yeah 100 percent. you and you try and get all your tinder hookups to pop your your back zits yeah, it's my opening line usually. <laughs> you want to pop some back knee? Yeah, this is never going to work if you don't pop my zits or let me pop yours. Okay, I, well. I got a um, psychologist question for you. Psychologist Marty. Can't wait. What causes fetishes? Oh, I meant to, I was going to ask you that a few minutes ago, actually. Yeah. And I forgot. I have. Like, what do you think they're all rooted in? I have my own theory, but I'd like to hear yours first. Um, I was going to kind of broad paint this with a really broad brush and say like, um sexual abuse maybe mm. okay from the time that you're a young age sexual not every abuse fetish is like or, that extreme though no i know but i'm just again painting with a very broad okay. brush yeah and when you not me specifically but some people might think of fetishes as like as like deviance yeah or like a, a maladjustment if you will sure or, or not properly adjusted sure sexually because anything that doesn't fall into this neat little box of yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like you were saying earlier doing missionary or doing it for pro procreation is yeah. is deviant mm. which is not the case but um why do people veer so far away from what's sort of mm -hmm. you know quote unquote normal or regular yeah is it because of a you know a tortured past or some past trauma whether it be sexual or physical or the inability to express yourself sexually in, in other ways. So this is sure. like your escape. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe you're sexually repressed because of, again, traumatic incident from when you were growing up or when you were a child or whether it's abuse or whatever. It could be anything. Yeah. 
No, that... Uh, so, yeah, maybe not... Maybe I shouldn't say sexual abuse, but maybe I'll say trauma instead. Well, that ties nicely into what I think, which is to say, I've always thought that um, fetish was like an association. And so it could be that. Like, it could be like a traumatic event, but it could also be a non-traumatic event. And so it just kind of like in sort of like more rounded terms, it's like more like what you associate. It's a Pavlovian response in my mind where you go, your first few sexual experiences develop your flavor. So I always think of, um, okay. I think of sex as like, it's like you go to an ice cream bar and you have like vanilla ice cream. Right. Mm -hmm. And you're like, that's your like procreation right there. It's just vanilla ice cream. Yeah. Cause that's all you know. Yeah. Everything besides that is like sprinkles growing up and you're like, I like vanilla ice cream. Why would I try anything else? Yeah. But then you could put some, like you could put some syrup on it. You could put some sprinkles on it. Like you've got all these sort of like things that you can add to it. And like, it's never too late either. Right. Like I'm sure some people have like flipped the switch, so to speak. Totally. Later on in life. And they're like, Oh, I actually like, I don't know. Well, think about this. Pissed on or something. I, yeah, well, you know it's possible. I mean? It's possible. Like that, they go thirty yeah. years and they're like, "Wait a minute!" They stumble upon something weird and they're like, "Oh, I think I might like that." Yeah. And then they do it, and the next thing you know, they're like a well, I retiree I was, who likes yeah getting tied up and pissed on. Well, like we, t- I think we talked about this in Pretty the porn, extreme, but you know, in in the in the porn episode, but it's like that to me sort of falls into the same category where you go, it started out so simple, and it developed over time just by like building up a. Um, like a tolerance for plain. Right. You know what I mean? Like that could be the, the evolution of a fetish. Mm-hmm. It's like, it starts out not being, it's like, it's a Sears catalog and then it's, you know what I mean? And then before you know it, you're Randy Marsh looking up Brazilian fart porn. Right. Right. And it's like, that's, that's how I see the potential for a fetish developing over time. And also maybe you've just never tried it. Like maybe you're just like, Oh, I don't know. I've never, it's never th- been a thought to me to have somebody shit on my chest, but now I'm with this chick and she wants, she's, she wants to, to do it mm-hmm. and I love her. So I'm willing to try it. And then she does it. And I'm like, actually, I really enjoyed that too. And then, and then now it's like a thing that I want, you know what I mean? It's a, whatever it is, it's a finger up the ass. It's a fucking getting pissed on, like you said, or whatever, whatever the thing is. I just, That's I'm inappropriate. It's totally inappropriate. <laughs> I've, I just always have associated a fetish with like an initial sort of like experience so it's like you you do that, um, you know, the first few times you're when you're a kid and you're discovering your sexuality by yourself or whatever. It's like the elements that are there might have something to do with where you end up later. Like maybe you're, you know, like experimenting by yourself in like your mom's closet next to her shoes. And the next thing you know, you're like, you're into like leather. You know what I mean? And you might not draw that parallel yourself mm. as an adult later on, but like you've just got this like truth that's back there, right? Yeah. So uh, yeah, that's just that's just how I've always thought of it. And mm. it doesn't exclude the possibility of what you were saying being that some of your initial sexual experiences might be traumatic and that that might sort of drive you into uh, like you say like a deviant um or or deviate say from the norm to, yeah. to have your your um your jollies yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. Is it, was that super complicated? Complicating? No, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure there's many psychological sort of totally explanations for for fetishes and why that why they develop and how they develop. But again, we don't do research on this show. So, what's the weirdest we one you know of? Um, I was trying to think of that. I don't mm. know. Like, I'm. I've got so. I don't many like more the, some of the costume ones. To me, are kind of strange and weird. Like. Yeah. And again, like it's what's the rule? Rule 34. Yeah. Which is a little bit different, but it's like if it exists, it exists. If it exists, in porn. there's a porn version of it. Yeah. So from that same sort of line of thought, like 
there's for sure just anything you can think of. Oh Someone God. probably gets off to it. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah. Because I mean, the, ex- the like the extreme that you mentioned earlier was like snuff stuff yeah. and like yeah, yeah, totally. Like I guess necrophilia as well, which is odd. Just it's odd. Let's agree. Deviant. Yeah. I don't think I'll. I'll say that's deviant behavior. <laughs> I think we're, I think we're I think comfortable we standing behind that, that might statement. might be the least controversial thing we've ever said on this show. That necrophilia is, necrophilia is, is odd. D- deviant and odd. Um, <laughs> nothing controversial about us saying that. Um, but if you sort of look at that as an extreme mm-hmm. and like, um, I don't know, two white people having missionary yeah. as like the other end of the extreme. Yeah. Or like your starting point. Yeah. Or like whatever, softcore porn. Um, a married like, couple trying to make a baby. Like heavy petting and just like yeah. maybe pecking a little bit. That's yeah, your, yeah. That's your starting point. And then the other end is... Necrophilia. Oh, yeah. Like when they fuck in a movie under the blankets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they don't show anything. They just show like arms and like... And there's like a little bit of noise. Yeah. <sighs> some some shiny skin. Yeah. And like they're not even making out shiny skin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like there's... the If that's your spectrum, there's mm-hmm. so much in between. Oh. Like so much weird stuff can happen before we get to the... Yeah. dead body stuff everything exists you in know? the middle like getting gang banged by clowns yeah or i don't fucking know having uh, uh, having sex with pregnant women yeah i uh, mean all the, uh, we could go to like pornhub and just look at all the subcategories probably i, I bet you pornhub doesn't have they probably don't any have. of the interesting no. stuff. and there's probably pornhub is like pretty it's pretty mainstream plain. as far as it's like the youtube it's of porn pretty streaming sites vanilla with very little sprinkles on it sure and then there's there's so many as we've talked about in the porn episode there's so many offshoots mm-hmm. of um porn websites that are like deeper and darker and like it's like what are those like e-fucked is one of them yeah that's not a porn website it's just like it's weird just fucked up videos deviant and then there's the other one rotten.com rotten is one of them yeah I forget, there's another one that just show they just show like weird fucked up but anyway they, they just get worse and worse and worse and worse totally like you can go down that rabbit hole it's terrible and start at the top with like a one that e-fucked that everybody knows or most mm-hmm. people know about. And mm-hmm. then there's another one that's worse. Mm-hmm. And then if you find that one, then there's more that are worse. Same thing applies to, I guess, porn and fetishes too, I bet. Yeah. So you can probably find just clown bang bang. Clown bang bang. Clown bang bang. Clown bang bang. Um, clown gang bang yeah. only streaming sites. I, I promise it's out there. You know? Is there... Um, I don't know. I can't really think of any... I don't know why I thought of... A clown gangbang. Gang it's just the thing you could think of that was that the was most like clowns are weird abnormal. kind of and like I don't know or it's a weird scenario or it was a in. Freudian slip could have been. Um, all right, I got one for you. Mm-hmm. What is the limit for you if you were with somebody who you cared a lot about? Oh, for in my yeah. personal life, I thought you meant as far as like, like what like what would you be willing to do for somebody that you love? And we're talking very very hypothetically. Um, I draw the line at excrement. Yeah for sure what about piss that's i'm counting that in as well in the shower nah, not no? interested not into it no for somebody else not interested okay no um choking yeah yeah uh-huh um name calling uh like what like dirty talk yeah yeah you're I fucking mean, that's, that's pretty standard I yeah think. i could come up with some average i just realized what i was about to say was so so that's inappropriate um say it uh like yeah you're a fucking cum slut you whore take my giant <laughs> go on uh phallus into your oh, phallus. nether region and let mm. me d- dump thy load into thine sex cave 
I don't hey, yo, what the fuck? I got real Shakespearean there at the end. Yeah, I don't know. You took a weird turn. Um, the what about um, what about I costumes? Don't know. I feel like um, depending you? on the costume, I could envision. I've never actually done any sort of role costume. play like that. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if that makes me a loser or not. I no, it's I think just, I'm a loser either way. But one day somebody will have sex with you, <laughs> and it's totally going to go your way. Uh, yeah. Um, what about getting tied up? Yeah, I can. I can envision trying that. I think. Mm-hmm. And caution. Oh, then I have, to, I have to sneeze. Okay, it went away. Um, yeah. Depending on the type of role play. Sure. I think. I would almost be giggly at the start. Like I'm, I'm trying to think of what kind of role play you could do. Like it, a cop arresting a. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'm yeah. just thinking of like <laughs> porns that I've seen now at this point. <laughs> Teacher tutoring. A teacher student. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the cop arresting a, a runaway prisoner or something. I just hit you on something. I mean? Just little side note. Have I ever told you how weird I think it is that it's so socially acceptable to have a schoolgirl fetish? Like I've no. always wondered about that. Like Britney Spears comes out, oh baby, baby. Oh my god! And everyone's like, the internet is littered with yeah. Like schoolgirl is like with porns of the same outfit, the plaid skirt, yeah. And the 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 pigtails. Like schoolgirl is the, literally the, like next cup, to like doggy style in terms of like not fetishy. Yeah, that's true. That is but it's weird. so weird that it's not weird to me. Like if I said to you, hey, we dressed up in schoolboy uniforms. Like, you'd be like, e. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, if you just parallel it to kind of give it some sort of context. Oh, another one that I would draw the, the, the stepmom thing. That's not really a, f- kind I think, of a fetish. Yeah, no, I it think. is, for sure. That's a fetish? Incest is a fetish, for Again, I'm sure. Just, I'm just leaning on or yeah. relying on what I've seen on that is, porn and, and it's somehow huge. It's crazy. Massive. Um, and that's one that I just don't, yeah. I do not understand no. at all. No, I really I, don't get that one. That's I, some... Uh, oedipus complex shit going on there right listen it's some weird i to me it makes me uncomfortable that it even exists yeah um the stepmom or stepsister any step family related shit yeah even like family related shit period i find twin stuff is weird yeah that's weird too you know what i mean like it's all like i don't know but that's just me like it's like i'm the same way yeah Um, i don't i don't really have it in me for that kind of stuff no um but yeah what about uh, an orgy um or like a key party, like a swinger, or um, threesome, that kind of that kind of side of things. Uh, yeah, I think a th- start with a threesome, maybe. Would you be? Or do you think you're the type of person who would be okay watching? Again, your... I'm, I'm now exposing myself as having never had a threesome. So sure, <laughs> just um, pile it on, guys. Watching your significant other comments and emails, like even how much of a loser I am. Kiss another person? No, that's like like cuckolding. No, I just mean like within a threesome, it's like, these are things that may happen. Oh, that's what I mean is yeah. I, it's hard for me to place myself in that situation. Totally. It's so hypothetical. Like, uh, would we, f- would it be another dude or would it be? That's up to you. I don't know. I think I'd be a little too Does jealous. it matter to you? I think it would. Mm-hmm. I think that's one a, of the questions on the Kinsey test. I'd be a little too jealous, I think, to share. If it was partner. another guy? If it was another guy. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. But then it's super um that's hypocritical of me because if it was another girl totally my girlfriend would be sharing me with another girl. you would have to so how is that okay it's a little bit selfish on my yeah on my end you know what i mean so i acknowledge i see that i see how how that would be hypocritical i guess and maybe that means you're not ready for it like it's like something that you wouldn't Uh, be able to accept in reality yeah it would have to be and potentially even if it was two girls you wouldn't be able to let yourself get into it i'd have to be very comfortable with my partner and know that like this is not going to go sideways on me totally 
Yeah. yeah. It's and a, then there's always there would always be the natural insecurity of like, oh my god, his dick's bigger than mine. <laughs> or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it's oh, almost inevitable in my me. scenario. That's true. Yeah, it's a pretty low bar. I yeah. Sometimes um, I forget where it is. But you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. And then you're comparing yourself again. This is like these are insecurities. Uh, listen. So you'd have to be at a place with your partner. Oh, thank God. Um, <laughs> a place with your partner where you're not insecure, like the opposite, like totally secure with yourself. Yeah. Your body image. Yeah. Her body image. Your yeah. relationship, knowing yeah. that you're going to be sharing. You have to know that sex when, with someone, yeah, a, a stranger probably, even if it, maybe someone you know doesn't matter, but you have to be like on rock solid ground on all like to check off all these boxes. Totally, I'm secure, yeah, comfortable with myself, yeah, sexually comfortable, love and know my partner well enough to know that this is like a building block for us or whatever, and not yeah, yeah, yeah. a hurdle. Like we're gonna be able to wake up tomorrow morning and stare and each other still in the face, love yeah. each other, yeah, and this isn't gonna get in the way of that. Yeah, so yeah, there's a lot of things, and I think I've I've read stories and. Um, I don't know how much more commonplace open relationships are or open marriages are or what's polyamory. Yeah, polyamorous, yeah. Um, polyamorous relationships. I was reading a story a while back about this couple who... is it, It's either once a year or once a month. They allow each other to go out. Oh, like a hall pass situation. Basically a hall pass. And I can't remember if it was monthly or bi-monthly or, or yearly or whatever. Huh. It may have been on their birthdays or something. Okay. They're like, happy birthday to you. My bir- my gift to you is like... Go out and get nailed. Go out to the bar tonight. Like, get dressed up. Go to the bar. Pick someone up. Puts a lot of pressure on one day. Well, you don't... It's like, you don't have to. But it's like, this is your night. If you want to go out and hmm. find someone, you can do that. Hmm. And f- by their account... It strengthened their relationship sure. and they were like loved each other sure. so much more because they were allowing themselves to sort of step out of this box sexually where they weren't they're not confined their, or confined yeah. i guess and they yeah, were yeah, like yeah. able to still love each other and have sex with each other yeah but also go experience things with other people at the same time that's essentially so they weren't quote unquote tying each other down i guess yeah right. sexually speaking yeah 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 and to them, it was liberating and it strengthened their bond. But that's not for everyone. Not everyone is That's like is the concept feel... of behind the purge. It's like one, right. one night a year, you get to do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, basically. And then the rest of the time, you don't do it because you know there's that one night a year to do it. Right. Yeah. But at least knowing that you have hmm. an outlet, I guess, like that. So you're not sure. feeling cornered or boxed in. Yeah, yeah. And totally. again, this not everyone is going to be that sexually... Um, I don't want to say liberated or feeling like yeah. they need that in their life. Yeah. Some people will be perfectly happy yeah. having the same partner forever, but some people are not. Some people are freaks. Jealousy operates on a spectrum as well, right? Sure. Um, but yeah, like, some people are freaks and they just want to bang a lot of people and it's just sex. Mm-hmm. I think that's how like people in porn operate, right? Like A lot of people in porn have relationships or married yeah. with kids. Yeah. And they're able to, they're just hypersexual. Separate the two things. And they separate emotion and sexuality. And they're like, yeah, I'm going to go to work and get banged Mm -hmm. by dudes or do whatever, bang, bang women, whatever it is. Yeah. It's akin to shaking hands all day. To to my loving wife and kids. And like, we have a family at home and I love them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I just go to work and we have sex and it's just sex at work. And then, Hmm. you know, you're able to separate those two, which I don't know. Anyway. Don't really know where I'm going with this anymore. No, no, I think you're you're on an interesting track about talking about <clears throat> fetishes, and I've always wondered if you can divide fetishes from sexuality, like you're just talking about doing. Right? Is it's like, are you able to go? Um, are you able to still have vanilla ice cream once you've eaten fucking you know the having shit in your mouth? Like, right? It's <clears throat> like, can you go back to like 
my voice just cracked out. making love to your girlfriend maybe who knows i hope so i hope so for your sake i hope that not every sexual experience involves like latex and saran wrap and fucking yeah, two days like a of, lot of clean up too. and right and it's like and then you get you like like a doctor's visit and like checking for infection you know what i mean like it's so, it sounds so fucking so much work yeah you know me i hate a cleanup so um don't we all yeah so there you go so that's that's fetishes i would say if you have any interesting fetishes send us an email to the wrong guys podcast at gmail.com fucking nailed it um it's the second time now that we've sent yeah an email if you have episode. the audacity to say that we don't say our um email address on these podcasts at the this point audacity you are a liar of this bitch the audacity the nerve um yeah also yeah. i think i've said this before but all our information is in the description of every episode as well so yeah, including links to Raimi's music, which I think is, that is correct. worth pointing out. Because I just talked to Justin about that. Yeah. He was asking about Raimi, and I was like, check out his shit. It's on our Spotify page. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to do... Um, what is this even called? The fucking lightning round? Sure. <laughs> Are you ready? Are you ready? No. It's time for the lightning round. Marty, what color does a Smurf turn if it chokes? red <laughs> do penguins have knees yeah little how many, ones oh how little many times knees. have you sneezed in your life uh 13 Mar- marty what's the best almost 14 earlier yeah what's the best number seven. Oh, is the moon if the moon is and made a half. Of, <laughs> if the moon is made of aluminum what was it being used for before the moon's made of cheese everyone knows that oh i see uh does unlimited data extend to the afterlife yeah oh is the socialist just a broke capitalist Oh, big time. <laughs> what happens if you get scared half to death twice? Um, you die <laughs> once. Um, where do advertising companies advertise? Um, kind of everywhere. <laughs> do fish ever get thirsty? Yeah. Where is, is water a- wet, by the way? Yes. Okay. Where is Old Zealand? Lightning Under round. New Zealand. Over. <laughs> They just built the new one on top of the old one. Oh, that's how they did it. Yeah. Like new, new, New York in um, yeah. Futurama. Old Zealand is under New Zealand. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm learning so much through these lightning rounds. That was a good you, lightning buddy. round. Yeah. I, there's so much, there's always so much stuff that I didn't know when we start out. Yeah. That was a. I'm surprised at how few times you've sneezed in your life. Mm-hmm. They're all noteworthy occasions. That's why I remember every single one. Oh, I see. Embarrassing. You would say. Yeah. A little embarrassing. Maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. How are we feeling? Anything else we want to talk about? Um, we didn't. We don't have a sponsor today. We don't. So I know that. Um, oh, I was gonna make a maybe. Uh, Let's uh, see if we can make sense of these notes. Sorry, go ahead. Uh, how about how about talking about um, modern day uh, things that are happening? I was gonna make a call about. It kind of doesn't seem like the right time to do it now, but about like the whole afghanistan thing that's going on right now oh yeah i was like by the time this airs we'll be what back a in disaster afghanistan. that is right it feels i shouldn't say it feels like because i wasn't alive when vietnam happened but i'm i guess like a bit of a self-professed like history buff mm-hmm. when especially when it comes to war and like conflict of the 20th century mm-hmm. and the vietnam war was the one along with the second world war but that's whatever the vietnam war was the one that was like that stood out to me as one of the most fascinating like periods of, of I guess history. 
in the you're world. talking from like a like um like a society from a like a perspective I'm talking about like from the pers- perspective of a of a conflict right okay yeah global, totally yeah i hear what global, you're saying i mean like it was you know a war basically mm-hmm. um not basically it was a war it was yeah it was um, a war. and that one was just uh, so fascinating like the like the geopolitical implications mm-hmm. and yeah and what kind of led to that and and the disaster it was while while the americans were there and like the the withdrawal and everything about it was just a disaster right right like yeah. that's that's a war that the u.s lost a failed like experiment like you look at it from it it was failed yeah it, it was a total failure and this kind of feels like the same thing like yeah the u.s was there for 20 fucking years yeah it's longer than both the world wars and the vietnam war put together yeah you can make an argument that the vietnam war was la- lasted not longer than this one but lasted longer than like the numbers would say just right, because okay. of every, all the repercussions yeah. that happened afterwards and yeah, yeah, yeah. the sort of ripple effect and and how how things in in a lot of ways all the wars kind of did uh, that's true yeah. yeah so i mean when you put a day like 1939 to 1940 like this is the yeah. day the armistice was signed like yeah. the war ended, it's another two it's years like, before everyone was, was out still but, a whole bunch yeah. of shit that happened after that you could still as a result of, of the war and i mean right? this so, is proving that again it's like this we're still one, but this out. one was like overnight it was like <laughs> yeah <laughs> the u.s is like okay we're gone and then like the next day is like taliban's like hey we're back bitches yeah. and we yeah. have all your guns yeah and yeah. um uh, like do you uh, think we're going I mean, back i am not uh a political expert i'm not an expert on on um on globalist policy or or what should and shouldn't be done what i know it's crazy right um but i can objectively oh i think i can objectively <laughs> look at that situation and, and say it's an absolute disaster yeah and a mess from start to finish and agreed the amount of people who died on both sides on all sides mm-hmm and now it's like for what <laughs> what like, has been achieved? what so we went there for 20 years you know hundreds of if not thousands if not hundreds of thousands of soldiers canadian american british whatever yeah all died along with taliban citizens of thousands of everybody afghani citizens yeah just people not even soldiers are all dead now and then what's left to to show for it absolutely nothing yeah it's just it's it's wild and i've been meaning to read a few articles about um the i have them bookmarked somewhere as you know i've got about forty thousand tabs open on my the computer. bookmark king yep um yeah i'm a tabber big <laughs> tabber anyway there uh, this the it seemed like to a certain extent the american military institution knew that there were failures happening yeah and were like reporting them like people were studying things as they were going on over there as far as the u.s military was meant to be training the Afghan military yeah, and, and sort of training them. It was as a, supposed as a, to be a big, one long training mission. Yeah, Exactly. So you can hand off this transfer of power or whatever. And then you have like a, a, a force or a, a, a police force or military force that's able to then sustain itself. Main, it's sustain a bit of a teach a man to fish. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it sounds like the failures were <laughs> just ongoing and it was inadequate training and yeah. people knew and could see like, Hey, th- we're not doing anything here. Like this isn't going to help when it comes time to leave, like they're just going to be right back where they started. And yeah, this yeah. was like going up the chain of command and was being like willfully swept aside. Right. Or they were just like, no, it's fine. Like we're, you know, we'll be okay or whatever. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it. It's just a disaster. And I feel really sad for the people who are stuck there right now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whether they're Canadian or American or European or mostly for the Afghans. Yeah. Af- Afghans. Afghanis? Afghanis, yeah. Afghani. 
Afghani people who are, I mean, you've seen the photos and videos, I'm sure, wild. of the airport. Yeah, wild. Like, to see that first day that the, that the U.S. troops were pulling out and these men are running after those planes and, like, hanging on to the, what's it called, the landing gear. Yeah, it's little and they're like, foresight. I'm just going to hang on to this plane and then I'm just going to hold on to it for however many better hours. than not trying. They're like, that's the better alternative. Yeah, that's why Staying in Kabul. Horrible. I mean, to be faced with that sort of desperation to me is just like, I don't know. It's kind of sickening and it's disheartening and it's sad. And again, I'm not going to try and pretend that I know how to analyze it or, or make, make sense of any of it. But it's just a really fucked up and sad situation over there. So I don't know what else to say. Kind of a, a damper to in this episode, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's a re- some real shit that's going on, I guess. It is some real shit, and from my perspective, like morally, just because I'm an idiot, but like morally, it feels like the wrong thing to do to not go back and like, like you go in, you like erode away the 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 system they have in place, and then you just fucking leave, and then you're like, yeah, no, I think we, I think we're responsible uh, for what's yeah. going on over there, mm-hmm. and and it and it, you got to think that like somebody goes, hey, I don't think we can do this. I don't think we can just walk away. Like we, we walked into their house, fucked everything up and then just left. Fucked everything up. Yeah. So I, anyway, that's just my, my stupid perspective, but, um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the, this, 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 the story that's going on over there. If, if, if any, like, I mean, I don't know, like look at, read some articles and watch some videos. I would suggest also, I've found a few, I forget the guy's name. I should look it up, but there's, if, if it's something that you as a listener want to get or interested in or want to learn more but i would suggest looking for reporters who are there yeah don't not to be like all oh, fake news and cnn and, sure but you know it's not they're, they're reporting it's not you and me yeah exactly yeah um they're reporting the news their way which you know is, is whatever it's not bad but it, i i would suggest looking for sources who are on the ground there's this guy who was uh what's his name i have to look it up while you're doing that i'm gonna say this support your military they're people they're people these these people who are doing a job isn't that crazy Mm -hmm. like you get up in the morning and you go like fucking yeah and they don't have a choice they're not they don't have a say and like yeah no it's just what's right or wrong you don't get your job the conflict fly over there and yeah and one of my cousins was in afghanistan for a long time yeah um he thankfully has made it back and now he's he's you know he's living back here but I've heard stories, mm. not from him, but he's friends with one of our friends. Uh, they work together, and I've heard stories from our friend that he's like he's got some, yeah, some gnarly issues with yeah, uh, yeah, with no, what, it's what he saw and what he went through when he was over there. So, um, yeah, they are people, and like I don't know, one of the things that I'm, I think is overlooked a lot is is is. Um, like veterans affairs not veterans affairs but care for veterans yeah, who come yeah. home from totally. from those places and it seems like they're just they come home from doing this job and then they're just left alone to yeah. deal with their issues um it's getting it, better it but it's turns not there into yet. drugs and, yeah. and alcoholism and suicide depression and, yeah. and i think the rates are way higher in the states because there's more of them yeah uh, but i think a lot of the the number is astounding it's like once once every two minutes a veteran kills himself in the states or something Whoa. crazy like that shit because they're just they're just saddled with PTSD and they don't know how to deal with it. Mm. Um, but it seems like there's more and more organizations and like I've found some YouTube channels and stuff of people who are allowing soldiers to come on and or ex-soldiers to come on and sort of talk about yeah what they've been through and, and yeah yeah and I think treatment is Trying now sort relate. of yeah. seems to be a little bit more of a thing where they're able to treat these guys with drugs like psychoactive drugs or sure. mushrooms or MDMA and they they have therapy sessions where they're like tell me about 
what you saw and what you went through. Like we have to relive this so you mm. can get over it kind of heavy. thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it's super heavy. But I mean, like you said, support those people because they are people just people yeah. who are doing a job you know and s- sure some of them are bad apples but i mean that goes for everything yeah they've got fetishes and they watch porn like the rest of yeah. us no but i mean like some people are going over there to kill oh yeah you know what i mean like some oh, people yeah. are like they're like i'm gonna fuck some people up yeah, whereas yeah. other people are like i'm just doing a job here yeah. and they're not i don't know there's there's some some interesting videos you can find on youtube if you look up like soldier describing first kill or soldier yeah. ex-soldier ptsd Heavy. You can watch some really heavy, but really eye-opening interviews hmm. um, with guys who have done this job for a long time. Uh, one in particular I will mention is this British guy who was in the SAS, I believe, was at their special yeah. forces. Yeah. He was a sniper in either Iraq or Afghanistan, I can't remember which one, but he has a really interesting story about his first kill. And okay. Like, how did you feel? And he was, he just kind of walks you through it. I'm not even going to try and, and, and um, yeah, yeah, I'll do it justice, but it's, I'll see if I can find it for you. Um, and it's just really interesting because he's just like, I was just like, I just squeezed the trigger and I was just like yeah, yeah, yeah. doing a job. I like wasn't I was doing what I had. I'm like, I wasn't times. like taking a life. I wasn't yeah. excited. It was just like, I'm just yeah. programmed to do this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And he had a, an interest, <laughs> a pretty terrifying story about nearly killing himself when he came back because he wasn't able to deal with yeah. what he had done and kind seen. Of, yeah. Um, and he, I think, again, like trigger warning here, but he had the barrel of the gun in, in his mouth. Yeah. And he happened to just like turn around in his apartment and like his dog. <laughs> oh, really? He had a little dog. I forget what they're called. Like, um, just a little white curly dog just sitting on the couch, just kind of looking at him like, yeah, yeah. Just looking straight, staring straight at the owner. Just like, w- kind of like, what are you doing? Almost Crazy. like he could sense that something was weird was going on. Yeah. And he looked at the dog and was like, no, I can't do this. And Fuck. he like, that was it. That was just seeing his dog. There was like enough to, to prevent him from doing that. But huh. anyway, those stories like that are, I mean, not a lot of them end that way. No. Most of them end with those guys pulling the trigger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, dark turn here. Dark turn for sure. But I mean, it's, it's some real talk and it's real talk. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So hopefully if you're out there and you're in any military or mm-hmm. any kind of position where you have to make choices that are, that seem unhuman, inhuman because you've been programmed to do so. Um, Sorry. Sorry to hear that. Sorry we're, you're doing that. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the bottom line is it's kind of like it's fucked up that we need militaries, right? It's fucked up that it's, it's a thing that exists yeah, we should all. all just hug. Why don't we all just hug, dude? Peace and love, man. Okay, I mean, you got... You that's got like the most oversimplified thing I could have ever said. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like as a... Totally. It's, it's, it's a non-solution. It's like it's insane that we have to rely on people yeah. to carry guns around and kill other people to... Totally. To just like, why can't we just let it be, man? Yeah. Oh, what's the, uh, yeah, be playing Imagine right now. Imagine as no, no heaven. Daisy. I feel like Gal Gadot. Imagine no. Oh. That Trying to do it without being silly. Living <laughs> for Oh, you're being silly. <laughs> no, yeah, I can't do it. We should try that sometime. We should, yeah. Um, Anyway, I'm just going to try and make sense of these notes I have. Okay, hit me. Hit me. If maybe you can make some, maybe it'll spur something on your side. You know me. I love this kind of shit. Go for it. So I wrote down fact or fiction. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense. Question mark as like an idea for something. I don't know. Maybe you were like. There's a little arrow going below it and it says all fiction question mark. (laughs) Okay. So it was like about conspiracy theories or something. Don't know. Um, Another little thing here says sounds about white. 
sorry, sounds about white. White. Okay. So like news stories or news clips of just like white people. Oh. <laughs> like the whitest thing you can think of. You know what I mean? Okay. Sounds about white. Um, I don't know, like like someone getting in a fight at a Walmart. Yeah, yeah, sounds about like white. I didn't. I've done no research, but like, no, no, that's good. I like that. if you find or see any news it's like stories the, or articles about it's like a Florida man thing. We're like, this is, this is the whitest thing ever. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, like like the girl who called the bird called the cops on the bird watcher in New York City. Yeah, sounds about white. Sounds about white. Yeah. Sorry, the the bird watcher was black. I should mention. Oh, really? Some white lady. Does it even matter? Some doesn't matter. Yeah. But she called the cops. It's the other person. This black man yeah. was trying to assault her, and he was like, "I'm bird watching." <laughs> It's like uh, uh, sounds about white. How about getting so into, white ladies calling the cops on yeah. black people? Sounds how about, about getting white. into a fight over a sale at Old Navy? Something like that. Sounds about sounds white. Sounds about white. Um, yeah. So I again didn't really look for or find any stories, but that was another idea I had. We could make that work. Yeah. And then monologue minutes. Oh. Don't know. I feel like 60, we do that already. 60, yeah, kind of. I think <laughs> that's maybe sixty seconds to describe or explain a scenario or a situation. For okay. example, defending yourself in court. Ooh. But I don't know what that means. Okay. Yeah, I think we're not far off from doing that already. Yeah. You know what's funny is because I have some ideas written down as well that kind of organically made their way into the po- into the podcast. Right. So that might be one of those things that just like kind of happened on its own. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see if I can find you something to, as an example of what I'm talking about. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, here I have one about movie reviews. I wanted to do a whole episode about movie reviews. We ended up doing three minute movies through another, you know, things, yeah. things of that nature. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. So that's our episode. I think so. On fetishes. And war. And fetishes and Afghanistan. And Afghanistan. Um, yeah. S- send us an email or. Yeah, once again, if you haven't. Anyway, we're one gonna, more time. You're gonna do it one more time. One more time. The wrong guys podcast at gmail.com. The wrong guys podcast on Instagram, and the wrong guys pod on Twitter, and then the wrong guys podcast on YouTube. Which, yeah, I think we have some. We've talked about some ideas for YouTube. Um, I'm just very busy with work lately, and uh, don't have the time or energy to really try and put them together. But. My off season's coming up soon, so we'll have a bit more free time, and maybe we can try and line something up and do some features. I mean, I think those those reaction videos that people do online are super easy to do. So I've I've already kind of bookmarked a few videos that we could try and react to. Cool. Um, and then I think we were supposed to do a hundred meter race as well. Oh fuck! I totally forgot um, about that. Yo, I started running recently. I'm actually so. concerned about hurting myself. <laughs> no joke. Um, I'm concerned about pulling a hamstring or something, or pulling a. It's so funny because for a completely different reason, I just started running recently. Yeah. And I'm concerned about like, I, I would have to like stretch for like a couple of weeks before bro, and like do some I'm jogging and stuff. I'm going to crush you. No shot. In a hundred meters, no shot. I'm going to zero chance. crush you. Um, so yeah. Anyway, YouTube is the other thing that we do the thing on. Okay. I think that's it. I think, I think we can't stretch this out any longer. No, it's been, it's been uh, far too long already. Far too long already. Okay. Uh, thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. You shout out anyone in particular this time? Uh, shout out Justin. Okay, yeah. Yeah, my homeboy shout Justin. Shout out to Justin. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. Love you, love you, Justin. I just skateboarded with him like an hour ago. Nice. Yeah, good times. Did you do any cool flippy flips? Of course I didn't. Nah, who cares? <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.